Welcome back to Bird Road, everyone. So while the Mueller report was happening happening today, the uh, news stopped following the story in Puerto Rico where the island's governor, Ricardo Rosseo, is embroiled in controversy following the release of very offensive text messages from last week. Um, since then, the streets in Puerto Rico have been packed with protesters and social media is flooded with the hashtag Ricky Renuncia, which is urging the governor to resign. That's right, but it's still an important story, and it's moving quick. So we got our very own Bird Road Puerto Rico correspondent, Carlito Brigante, to join us from the hectic streets of Old San Juan to break it all down. Carlito, welcome to Bird Road. Thank you. Okay, Dave, what's up? So you've been going really hard at it down there, haven't you, Carlito? I guess I'm a workaholic. Clearly. So we've seen a lot of reports and video coming from the streets of Puerto Rico. What have you seen in your reporting? Ain't no more rackets out here. Just a bunch of cowboys ripping each other off. I don't invite this shit. It just comes to me. I run, it runs after me. Okay, good to know. Carlito, what set this whole thing off? Was it really just the offensive tweets by Roseo or was that just like an aggravating factor? You get old enough, you remember a reason why everybody wants to whack you. You believe them all. But you know somebody's got to be lying. Or maybe they're all lying. When you can't see the angles no more, you in trouble, baby. You in trouble. Carlito, is there any way that Roseo's political career survives this controversy? Or is he done for? He's got a big future. If he can live past next week. And what are you hearing out of the governor's office? Any official word on whether he's going to resign soon? I don't know what that means. If Rosea were to resign, who would be likely to step into his role? His entire cabinet has already resigned. I don't know these people you mentioned. I don't know them. So what do you say to the supporters of Rosea's PNP party who are probably feeling pretty disillusioned right now? You lost, motherfucker. Okay. What about the popular San Juan mayor, Carmen Yulín, who was the subject of some of uh, Governor Roseo's crude texts? Is there any possibility that she could be one of the people that emerges with a higher profile from this whole situation? No, Yulín, Carmen Yulín. Was a neighborhood guy, real good-looking son of a bitch. He used to work in this private gambling joint on West 87th. He was kind of a greeter for the place, you know, set guys up with broads, that kind of thing. Now, anybody ask me about Laleen, I have to say, he's a stand-up guy. I don't think we're talking about the same person. Do you realize what you just said to me? I know how it is. I remember when I was a reporter covering these complicated topics, it was easy to mix up people and not remember. Maybe I don't remember the last time I blew my nose either. Who the fuck are you? I should remember you. Huh? What, you think you like me? You ain't like me, motherfucker. You a punk. Oh, calm down, man. Carlito, I didn't mean any disrespect. I've been with made people, connected people. Who you been with? Chain snatching, jive ass, modicum motherfuckers. <laughs> Why don't you get lost? Go ahead, snatch your purse. Carlito, we've got no problem with you. We're just asking questions. Never give up your friends, Dave, no matter what. Why are you so sensitive? My Puerto Rican ass ain't supposed to have made it this far. So I got to tell you, Carlito, I'm Puerto Rican. My family's Puerto Rican. I know a lot of Puerto Ricans. And you you really don't sound like you're Puerto Rican or even New York Rican. You, you sound like you're from Georgia or something. Do you even speak Spanish? 
Te veo mañana. All right, let's get back on topic. What comes next in this whole situation? But who knows? With my luck, somebody's going to get shot. The cops are going to come close it down. You know? Well, there you have it. Carlito Brigante, Bird Road, Puerto Rico correspondent. So long, Dave. You got a beautiful future. I don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> I'm sure what you make it into will be funny, but I don't. Do you I don't even understand, understand like what the what this what no, what's happening in this? Not a, I don't know who these people are. I'm just this could be Dungeons and Dragons for all. I know. Okay, well this is what the point is. All right. As I explain uh, the sketch that we just did to Jewish Dave, by the way, uh, I'm Hugh. <laughs> and I'm Jewish Dave. This is Bird Road. This is Bird Road, the original communist audio experience from Miami, Las Vegas, and everywhere between. So the point of that sketch, the sketch that we just did, Dave, is that... Mm. Um, I, I like to think of it more as like a role-playing experiment. I like to think of it as a, as a, as a um, live theater of the mind. Yes, yes and. Yes, and. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was just like, what if there's a skit where it's just, you just keep repeating the same thing and it's like, yes, and, and, and your partner is like, and more bananas, and then like a few more bananas. And it's like, yes, and. Uh, and then he keeps thumbs upping his friend. B- bananas, <laughs> even like five more of them. You think it's too many bananas? <laughs> There's more. There's always um, more bananas. There's always there's so, never yeah. a shortage of bananas, is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> so that bit was inspired by all of the various. I, I love the way that these like there's insta pundits. Pundits that come out of nowhere to talk about um, topics that they don't know shit about. And so the uh, the premise of that bit was um, we took the very much not Puerto Rican, uh, very much not even a New Yorkian, a- Italian man named uh, you know Al Pacino, and <laughs> he put him in this role... Somehow he was able to nail not like five years earlier he was able to nail that the the role of Scarface as a Cuban guy and he was just absolute dog shit as a Puerto Rican in uh, Carlito's way so um, I I think there's some parallels there between the you know the performance of Al Pacino in in Carlito's way and a lot of the uh, instantaneous experts on Puerto Rico that you see popping up when shit mm. like what is going on in Puerto Rico starts to happen. Um, and I just wanted to, uh, you know, uh, try to harness a little bit of that energy in our burgeoning network of uh, freelance reporters, uh, intrepid journalists that we have all over the Caribbean and um, Latin America. So Carlito Brigante, everybody, we got to hear from him. <laughs> I kind of just want to hang up. I do. I know we started the show, but like, what's the point? What is even the point? 
<laughs> gotta do it. I don't think I have to. <laughs> gotta do it. So you can subscribe, rate, and review uh, on any of the places where you do those things. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram. Follow us on emails. Follow us on a phone. <laughs> Our email is birdroad at allpointswest.net. You can call us. Um, 305. Is that phone line still working? I don't know. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. You call it. See what happens. <laughs> There's no way it's going to every fucking time. The funny thing about you to me is that you think you need that face app aging thing to look creepy. You don't. <laughs> you don't need it, dude. Hello, Goyles. I got a text message from maybe Linda. Okay. Hi, David. It's Peter. A move-on volunteer. Oh, God. Mueller's testimony today is putting Trump Trump's criminality front and center on Capitol Hill. The question is, what Congress will do about it? Over 90 Democrats now support impeachment, but your rep still isn't among them yet. Call Representative Donna Shalala now at 833-933-0108 and demand they... Ooh, she has, she's playing the pronoun game? They back an impeachment inquiry immediately. You know what? Let's call her. See what happens. Hi, thanks for calling. Be sure to mention you are a constituent and a voter. You can say, Donald Trump is obstructing Congress. He's obstructed investigations. And there are 10 counts of obstruction of justice documented by Special Counsel Robert Mueller. Congress needs to investigate. With over 90 Democrats in support of impeachment, please join them today calling for an impeachment inquiry immediately. Okay. Please enter your five-digit zip code using your phone's keypad now. Alright, I'll use my keypad. We are connecting you to the Capitol Switchboard. Oh. Please ask for your representative. Switchboard seems like such an outdated thing. Yeah, it does. Maybe, maybe it is. Calling the United States Capitol. Oh. To be connected to your senator's office, press or say one. To be connected to your representative, press or say two. Two. Press or say zero. You have reached the United States House of Representatives. Please enter your zip code. I feel like you guys are stealing my data. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't understand your selection. Let's try again. Yeah, let's. You have reached the United States. How's that? One. Press or say one for representative Donna Shalala. Press or say zero. Continue. That's the one. That's my girl. Honorable Donna Shalala. It's not Ooh. available. Honorable Donna Shalala. After the tone. When you've finished, you can hang up or press one for more options. Hey, Donna. This is uh, David Quinones from Bird Road Podcast. Just calling up to let you know. Um, I've, I've also got on the phone, I should disclose... Jewish Dave, David Rosen. Um, we just want to let hey, you know. How's it going? He can't, she can't hear you. You're you're not jacked into the <laughs> system, so it, that would take too much work. <laughs> Dave is trying to talk to you. He doesn't understand the vagaries of podcasting. Um, so, uh, Miss Shalala, huge fan of your work. Um, really love what you've done. Uh, we're really hoping that we can count on you to. Um, what is our? What are we calling for, Dave? To impeach Trump, right? 
Yes, we're impeaching. If well, we are able me, to so impeach I don't know why Donald talking, Trump, but... everything will go back to normal. People will be fine. It won't be, you know, this crazy mess where, you know, black people are dying in the streets every day, uh, being killed by overzealous police officers. Um, the maximum recording time allowed. Wow. I didn't know there was a maximum recording time for democracy. I didn't know. Are you still listening? You blew it. I blew it. I love you, Donna. To accept your recording, press 1. To review it, I begrudgingly accept it. Ooh, that's happening. Three. Message marked important. It's super to send important. Your message now. Press one. To remove important mark, press two. This... To mark is private. You know, it's almost two. like this phone message tree system is built to is discourage press one. anybody, to enter anybody from contacting, <laughs> contacting them. Please call again. Thank you. Goodbye. I probably won't. Why would that's you call it, folks? That's how you, you do democracy. That's how you engage in it. Well, there's going to be other issues in the future. Maybe there's, you know, like a like a like a like an evil rancher is going to tear down your um your ski school, and you need um the mm. Congress the help of Congress to make sure that that doesn't happen. Or maybe like an evil an evil condo done. developer is going to tear down your surfing school, and you need um you know Marco Rubio to help you out. Hmm. Does he help a lot with things out there? I don't even I don't even know how to answer that question. I don't know how to begin. <laughs> He's probably the worst one. Whatever. I, it's too early in the show to get serious, but but Rubio is probably the worst one that there is. Dave, what's going on over and piecing it together? Uh, we just did an episode on Wild Rose, and we got one coming up on the art of self defense. Both of and those then Tarantino made up movie titles, not even real. I take your silence to mean that I'm correct. Quick while it's still going. Quick. <laughs> Quick while it's good. Um, I got to say, the congressional phone lines, for all of their unnecessary labyrinthian uh, requirements and and, and uh, the, 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 the Kafka-esque experience it is to try to like get through to a, <laughs> a, a human being on that line, um, it works a fucking t- shit ton better than this Google Hangouts yeah. crap. I would say so. Yeah. Don't blame Google Hangouts, though. It's it's the internet. Yeah, it's it's just the, the entire internet. internet. Nothing that we it's use. It's the internet. Be careful. Internet. You know what I'm going to try and do? Hang on. Let me see if this works. I might lose you for a second. Okay. Hang on. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, right now it's good. We'll see what happens. So... Um, not too many movies that I get excited about as I transition smoothly from uh, the topic of Puerto Rico and everything going on over there. Don't come to me for questions about Puerto Rico. I know I'm Puerto Rican. I'm not interested. I, I mean, like, it, it's fucked up. I hope this guy fucking resigns. Um, he's, you know, again, you guys are listening to this show because you're interested in hearing uh, takes from progressives who don't live in, you know, Brooklyn or Los Angeles. The, the, the polarities of... Um, of political action in Puerto Rico all hinge on the single issue of the status of the island have nothing to do with the kind of politics that we talk about here to try to force your progressive or conservative or centrist or liberal points of view 
onto or to project them onto the island is an exercise in, in um, an exercise in futility that I don't feel like engaging in. All I hope is that people are okay over there. The I mean the protests are serious. Puerto Ricans know how to fucking protest, and uh, and I just I really want the island to be okay um, and mm. to finally start to recover financially. And they can't f- recover financially if they're still embroiled in political controversy. So I just sure yeah. I don't, I don't give a fuck about this guy. I hope he leaves. I suppose. I mean, if that'll make people happy, I hope he leaves. If that'll make it, you know, create conditions where the fewest people will, will be hurt and the most people have the opportunity to thrive. Fucking get the fuck out. I don't care. I would say the same thing about Bernie <laughs> if that was the case. Um, right. So anyway, that's enough on Puerto Rico. Um, what I want to talk to you about is so rare that an, a movie event comes down the pike that appeals to grown-ups, to adults, mm. that should sure. be like a fucking good movie that you're looking forward to. And, um, I mean, Tarantino is obviously the purveyor of those kind of movies and has been for a long time. And on Friday, or I guess tomorrow, on Thursday, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is about to come out, and I wanted to get your thoughts on what where where does a movie like this fit in in our like sort of larger culture cultural conversations mm. where it's it, like everything i mean he there's a tarantino expanded universe sure like where there's connections and stuff like that with his other movies there's there's you know yeah but it's not technically a cinematic universe and so it doesn't have that built-in thing it's just that it's a, a filmmaker that makes good films and that is something that there's you know it's definitely not as many as there used to be but you know as i get into a lot on piecing it together and our buddies on awesome movie year get into you know there are always great movies coming out every year there are adult movies coming out every year you just got to know where to find them but certainly quentin tarantino is like kind of you know one of the highest echelons of that it is unfortunate, though. I mean, since we're going to be talking about Tarantino right now, it's unfortunate that it seems like him and uh, Scorsese, another one who has a, a big movie coming out later this year, The Irishman, uh, they're they're kind of in a state of semi-canceled right now. They're not for doing anything necessarily, just for being uh, filmmakers who white men like. And so it's a, it's this ongoing war right now on film Twitter, well, which I know I know that anything that involves Twitter means that it's really like 50 people right. out of millions, you know, but still there's so many people out there spreading these things about how we shouldn't be liking movies from these people that it's only for just, you know, the, the lamest of the lame. Well, there's types. a lot of look in the in the whole cancel culture thing. There's a lot of um in, in the. The, the larger amalgam of cancel culture there's it, mm. it's an indiscriminate weapon that gets used i mean the the complaints about um and i don't even even i'm not even prepared to get into the like 50,000 45,000 word uh defense or i guess revisionist history look back at um at al franken i'm not even like ready to talk about that really i don't sure, i mean yeah. like I, not like i need to prepare for it or anything like that i just i'm not I'm not factually prepared to, to to talk about it. I'm not like up on it is what I mean. Um, yeah. But largely a lot of my understanding, a lot of the, and again, this is two guys talking about a guy. So take it with a fucking grain of salt, I guess, but I'm sorry. Sure. I can't like literally change my gender to address the issue. But like 
um, a lot of the complaints about Tarantino, and you follow this stuff a lot closer, more closely than I do. Um, you follow movie and culture stuff more than I do. So tell me if I'm not wrong. It's really three things. And I think only one of them is serious. The one that's serious was his bad treatment of Uma Thurman that resulted in her getting into a car wreck and kind of getting hurt and potentially she could have gotten hurt much worse, right? Number two, his general proximity and very, very late in the game defense of Harvey Weinstein. Like he was Mm -hmm. one of the last people defending him before he finally said, damn, I was wrong. This guy's a piece of shit. And then, and that's, I think, kind of a bullshit reason to quote unquote cancel somebody. The third one is general aesthetics. And I'm sorry, but cancel culture is very much about aesthetics. If you fit a very specific archetype and then within that archetype, you're kind of gross and skeevy. If you're already a cis hetero white man and also you're like kind of skeevy and gross and you have like the like I'm into foot shit stuff going on like in your background and it's like generally aware like that's enough on its own that's close enough this, this week I, I i rewatched all his movies this week to get ready for once upon a time in hollywood and i was watching death proof and there's a scene where he's in it and he's just standing at the bar with all these younger girls and yeah. he's got his arm around one of them i think it's mary elizabeth winstead and uh I mean, I was just like, this is probably how he really is. And yeah. he just looks so gross. You He's know? So gross, but, yeah. But, but so it is qu- absolutely not a reason to Again, fucking cancel. Again, the question that we have to person. answer and that we have to ask ourselves and sort of grapple with is the this, this sort of um, amorphous term of creepiness, right? Yeah. Like, if you have a daughter, right, do you want her to be around creepy guys? No, you don't. But mm-hmm. is it a crime unto itself to be a creepy guy. Right. I mean, I, I mean, and and I do want to back to the Uma Thurman thing. She has explicitly said that she didn't mean to be accusing him of anything. She loves to be hit with metal. Yeah, she, she does. She was super into it. She loved getting spit on while she was being choked or whatever it was. <laughs> oh, wait, no, wasn't but, it the uh, one where, like, uh, a chain... Who who had the chain wrapped around their neck? Well, that, that would have been Uma Thurman. Oh, that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Uma Thurman in the uh, the, the fight scene. In the fight the scene. Where she crazy the, 88. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, she was on board. She was. She doesn't hold anything against him. She loves him. She was just recounting a story, and the author, you know, took it upon themselves to say, oh, my God, how could he do this? Which, yeah, maybe, but Oh, really? Really? So I didn't it. know that because I, remember, I didn't yeah. know the provenance of the story like that. I thought, I assumed yeah. that this came out around the same time as Me Too, and I assumed that It the, did. It 100% did. I I know, but I assume that the origins of it were the origins of the story, not the origins of the thing that happened. The origins of the recounting of the story were her saying something like, oh, by the way, that piece of shit did this to me. Right. But you're saying that that's not what happened. That did not happen. And that's that's the danger of this shit. I could have walked around the rest of my fucking life thinking that. Yeah. (laughs) Again, I go back to my thing about like how much does this really, really matter? Quentin Tarantino is going to get to do as many movies as he wants you know he did he he didn't he didn't ultimately do anything wrong and i know that there's like this weird sort of quiet i think that the cancel culture is sort of like russian hackers or like you know how they they say that hackers not even russian hackers just hackers generally are Mm -hmm. always probing and always trying to find a way in 
and they get mm. like a, a hacker gets shut down a thousand times before they find a uh, an entry point, right? And I feel yeah. as though the um, the call out cancel culture is like that. Like it's always it's like water. It's trying to f- t- trying to find the lowest point to get in wherever it can, wherever there's an aperture. Like sure, and and like it probes around and it probed it probes around a guy like Tarantino. And like nothing comes of it, and then it kind of just like mm-hmm. slinks away. And uh, and Tarantino for sure is going to be able to make his tenth movie, and he, probably his Star Trek movie, and then he's mm-hmm. going to probably be able to do, you know, pull a Kill Bill three. He's gonna he's gonna be able to go do like he wants to do stage plays, right? Like he's gonna be able to go do. I, I read somewhere that he said I he think wants he wants to, to do books first, oh, books. and then possibly something like that. But yeah, novels would be cool. You know, it'd be a cool move for him is comic books. That would be a cool move. I I could imagine that 100%. Well, aren't they doing they I gave think him they're like doing a, run. a Django and Zaro comic book. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I'm talking about like existing IP. It would be cool if they put him on like if they sure. just gave him a run of X-Men or something like that. Right. That would be yeah, really cool. I could see cool. that too. Um yeah, yeah. or like a Dark Horse. I don't know if they even still have Dark Horse anymore the, the that like sort of grown-up dark comic book universe that they had when we were kids. I don't even know right. if it still exists, but image. Well, you know, an, another, another semi-related uh, cancel culture thing that I might as well bring up is uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are about to finally write a script together. Can't again. More people are talking about this. You told me about this. I haven't seen word one anywhere on the internet about this. I, I, I see it all over film Twitter. Uh, apparently it's based on a true story about two friends. One went to war and the other one raped the one's wife right. while he was at war. By the way, Ridley Scott's ben Affleck direct and it. Matt Damon playing French guys, French like <laughs> 16th century medieval knights. I have a feeling they're going to localize the story or something. I, I can't imagine they're going to be oh, like they're going to make it be in like in like Pawtucket or something. Sure, yeah, <laughs> they have to. There's just no way. But regardless, the I, thing is, if I they localize saw... it and they modernize it, it's going to become just fucking Pearl Harbor. It's because it's the same fucking thing that happened in Pearl Harbor, right? Well, people, did you rape I, Jennifer I have Collins? seen. I don't know. That may have happened. I don't remember Pearl Harbor very well, but I, I, I have seen with my own eyes, not just like headlines about it. I have seen people posting, oh my God, how could they possibly use rape as a plot point? And I'm like, it's a thing that can be used as a plot point. Why is that a it's problem? It's a thing that happens I in real life. Like, yeah, I mean. I, I don't get it. it. Why is that a problem? I mean, I understand there are sensitivities to the to, to rape. Sure, a lot of people are, you know, like we still live in a rape culture, and like, yeah, it is it is true. And I mean, if people have a problem with it, then they should definitely not see it. You know, like, yeah, I I I would not go see. I you know what I don't go I don't go see movies about um about planes crashing because like I have a, <laughs> I, I that triggers me right that fucks me up yeah so I don't. I don't, go, I don't when I can. I don't. Yeah, you f- you fly a lot, so and I fly constantly. Uh, <laughs> um, so like you know what even fucks me up is just like the thing that fucks like it's it. They're little. They're, these things are little. I got tri- I get triggered every time I see Idiocracy and the plane is just in the building, like the plane mm. crashed into the building. I'm like fuck. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like literally, think about this. Any job, any profession. With thousands and thousands of people doing it, there have to be a few idiots doing it. There's <laughs> yeah, no way you keep stupid out, right? Mm-hmm. So, accepting that, there must be hundreds of stupid pilots, right? Not, I mean, like, not every sure. pilot is like 
got a sharp mind. A s- what what about what about uh, that movie Flight? Did you ever see that with Denzel? Yeah, I love it because <laughs> he's shit faced and all that. <laughs> I thought the funnier move would have been like he's shit faced and he tries this crazy maneuver and it works, but yeah. like then the camera pans out and he was just at the airport and like it was like he didn't need to do that. He didn't need to land upside down. He could have just landed yeah. normal. <laughs> no one was in the plane. Nobody was even in the plane. <laughs> So I don't know, I, 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 but like, focus on the on the positive though. Like a Quentin Tarantino movie's coming out this week. That's fucking cool. Fuck yes, I'm so excited. We're going tomorrow. Me, and my dad, and Gina's brother Marco, and I'm so psyched. And and yeah, next week we're doing, of course, an episode on it, and then also uh, ranking all the Quentin Tarantino movies episode. Which you know, I never watch movies at home. I have this week watched every Tarantino movie except Pulp Fiction, and I'm gonna try to squeeze it in tomorrow. Um, but, uh, it's been great just rewatching these movies. I, my, my ranking has completely changed from what I thought it would be. I hear people doing these rankings and I don't know that that stuff doesn't, isn't a huge interest to me, but, um, I have heard, and I don't think this is a pro, I don't think this is a product of like political correctness or anything, but I have heard people's opinions on Django change. Like Django is at the Mm. bottom of everybody's list now. I am seeing it at the top of a lot of people's lists still, but um, I actually never liked Django. I, I you think didn't? it's just no. I, there's a lot of great Why? Like scenes in it. Was too in gratuitous it. or what? I just think it's too long. Honestly, it long. I, I think it's it's just it it drags on. I think I think it's the only movie in his entire career where there are jokes that don't land. I, I think it tries too hard, and I just <laughs> I just it, it's one of his lesser films. I think. Um, well, the saving you know, grace I, with that movie yeah. is supposed to be that everybody loves, or not loves, hates, really. Everybody admires DiCaprio's performance. Like He's so good. That it's such a visceral, <laughs> bad, He's undeniably horrible, good. Yeah, yeah, like he's he's so hateable and evil. Um, well, speak, speaking of like Tarantino choking Uma Thurman with chains and stuff, I read that DiCaprio really cut his hand and then really was spreading his blood all over Kerry Washington's face. That was a fucking brutal scene. I would believe it, but like it was um, the scene where he's like, where he's, I guess, like inspecting her skull shape. Uh He's just so vile and so. Oh, yeah. uh, Like, (laughs) again, visceral. It like makes you, like, you want to throw up and you're just like, this fuck. I can't believe that this is a movie (laughs) that they're making. (laughs) Like, I can't believe I'm watching a movie where somebody did this. This is insane. And Samuel Jackson is so fucking funny in it, though. I mean, as much as it's terrible. not my favorite of his movies, he's so fucking funny. And it is terrible, but it's so funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, on to the news, though. What mm-hmm. uh, what do you think of this, um, this local WFLA story that I sent you out of Manatee County with a uh, man caught on camera? Uh, the business, a, a quote-unquote business owner offers a homeless man a job paying him $15 an hour and the homeless man refuses and the tables are turned. Um, yes. What, what a... <laughs> at, at first, I read it without your uh, addendum, I guess you would call it, yeah. with the, the Twitter post. Uh, and I was like, oh, God, I don't want to talk about this. This is just fucking depressing. Um, be, because, like... It, it seemed like a good offer and it seemed like he should have taken him up on it and, you know, gotten some money and 
done some work, but uh, yeah, it, it it seems like the guy's a total piece of shit. So let me and let me. The homeless guy was in the right. Let me reset. Okay, so this is from WFLA in uh, in Manatee County, um, which is like for if you don't know Florida, it's like the Tampa Bay area, sort of like not that far from Tampa. Uh, mm. Bradenton business owner offers homeless man job, paying fifteen dollars an hour. When man refuses, the tables are turned. Ryan Bray said it was time to take a stand. He felt bullied and harassed nearly every day as he drove past one particular corner near his home in Bradenton. The busy intersection of 75, uh, 75th Street West, Manatee Avenue West, always posed a big problem for Ryan and others, he told Eight on Your Side. Uh, it happened over and over again. People would approach the stoplight, he says, and the bullying would begin. Homeless men and women can be seen each day standing at the corner and holding signs, often approaching cars in an aggressive way. They threaten violence, he told us. This is Ryan Bray, the uh, local business owner. I could tell you what they said to me. The, Braden put, the Bradenton Police heard, uh, Department heard it. Kill my mother, rape my wife. And that's the most polite things that they said. Ryan says it happened again on Sunday when a homeless man uh, he had seen many times before walked over to, a car, over to his car. At that moment, the Bradenton business owner said he had an idea. He wanted to help the guy, so he rolled down his window telling him, I'll pay you $15 an hour to do yard work. Ryan says he hoped that this homeless man, who seemed down on his luck, would say yes to a job offer. Not only did the guy say no, Ryan maintains, but the man was seemingly indignant about the opportunity. They want money. So again, this is Ryan Bray talking. They want Mm. money. They don't want jobs. They don't want to work. They don't want food. You can give them food. They don't take it. This husband and father of a teenage girl was shocked by what he saw and heard, describing the man as visibly irritated. As Ryan rolled up his window, he says the homeless man kicked his tire. That's when the Bradenton man said, enough is enough. So this is what happens, right? This guy uh, shows up with a homemade sign of his own, and he stands behind this this uh, homeless guy who says, "I," with, with a sign that says, it's completely illegible from far away, so he fucking accomplished nothing other than getting himself <laughs> on the news and turning himself into like a new conservative uh, pundit hero. Um, the sign says, "I offer, I offered him." This is what it says on the sign: "I offered him fifteen dollars an hour to do yard work for me, and he refused." If we as a, now, okay, that's one thing. If he had written that in big bold letters, it's like mm-hmm. okay, then then this is a personal thing that's going on with this guy who's trying to prove a point. But here's his tell. Here's where he lets himself, he went one step too far. At mm. the bottom, he wrote, if we as a community stop paying them, they will leave our neighborhood. And he says that he spent yeah. three hours on Sunday standing side by side with the homeless man. You know, a thing that like a normal business owner does. Uh, right. Hoping to briefly <laughs> stop the guy's panhandling by, quote, telling the truth. He explained yeah. that he wanted fellow drivers and citizens to see the real story written on the side. It's got to stop, he said. So then they they they, they approach the phrase this. "telling the truth" should be a tell as well. Yeah, anybody who's who's like <laughs> trying to get the truth out or or make make sure the yeah. real story isn't like just always know that they're full of shit. And there's lots yeah. of reasons this guy's full of shit. Um, first of all, leave homeless people alone. Don't fucking harass them. Don't harangue them. It's hot as shit. They're not out there because they want to be. Nobody's out there because they have like a fucking. Because they have some scam going. There isn't some scam mm-hmm. where homeless people are magically making a whole bunch of money. I don't care what your fucking boomer parents with their uh, worm-ridden brains tell you. That's not the <laughs> truth. People are not out there because they're fucking eager to be, uh, you know, to, to be shaving years off of their life. They're out there because of mental illness 
and chemical dependency. That's the fucking reason mm-hmm. that they're out there. All right. Some of them yeah. are out there because of other bad choices they made in life. But usually mental illness, chemical dependency, generational poverty. Those are the thing. Those are the reasons that, that these people are out there. Uh, so yeah. leave them the fuck alone unless you're giving them money. Let people who actually are paid and trained to deal with homeless people and people who are uh, vagrant or indigent, let them deal with them. You stay the fuck away, mm-hmm. you piece of shit. Second of all, this Melanie Michael is the reporter who went out there with like a whole throng of other shitty TV reporters. Let me just say, TV reporters, far and away, the local TV reporters in any given city shittiest laziest quote-unquote journalists that exist okay it it, it actually hurts my heart to call them journalists because (laughs) they're they're just trash they go out they exercise zero like this woman did melanie michael exercise zero journalistic integrity or chops repeating repeating uh like pretty serious accusations um without bothering to check them this guy says that uh, the Bradenton Police Department heard him being threatened uh, that that a homeless person would kill his mother and rape his wife. Sh- did she go and verify that with the Bradenton Police? Did she talk to a public information officer to find out whether or not the, that's the case? No. She yeah. didn't even look into this guy who she, this quote-unquote business owner that she gave all this camera time to, all this airtime, that turned into a little viral fucking story that's that's getting passed around by grubby, bitter, pissed off boomers uh, and conservatives all over the fucking country who are using this to sort of reaffirm their worst feelings and using it as armor around anything that could potentially be like empathy towards their fellow man. <laughs> so this is this is the the shit this is the permission structure. This is the shit that lets them not want to help homeless people and right, and right. embrace that shitty feeling that people like you and I have. That, like, let's be honest, we see homeless people and we feel averse to them. Like, I don't think that there's any shame in admitting that. I'm, I'm sorry. I wish I was better. I wish I was, like, Jesus and that I would, like, have the urge to or the instinct to wash their feet and care for them. I don't. I feel them and I feel like everybody else feels revulsion. But what I don't do is attack them or antagonize them or fucking go out. Sure. The, 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 the most I'll do is if I have change or if I have a, a few bucks, I give it to them. Like that's, but that's it. Or don't make eye contact. Or just like don't car. make eye contact. Or you know, <laughs> give them the dignity of making eye contact and saying like, no, I don't have any money. Like mm-hmm. even like even that much. Fine. Didn't bother to check into this guy. Ryan Bray is actually named Patrick Ryan Bray. Not exactly a, uh, a small business or a business owner from Manatee County. Rather, his parents and this guy's in his like mid to late forties. Uh, maybe early 50s. No, age 46 here. I have it right here. Patrick Ryan Bray, 46-year-old from uh, Bradenton, Florida, is not a business owner. His parents are a business owner, are business mm-hmm. owners, and he, quote-unquote, works for them. Dave, what does that mean when somebody, quote-unquote, works for their parents? It, it means they work for their parents. They're not a business owner. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... This is, uh, and somebody actually beat me to the punch on this because I saw this guy and I immediately wanted to um, wanted to look up whatever information I could find about him. Uh, but at Angry About Bikes was able to find on FINRA, which is the financial um, regulators, the financial 
the financial industry regulatory authority. So if you want to be a broker and you want to sell stocks or if you want to, you know, sell investment vehicles and things like that, then like you have to be registered through FINRA. Um, Patrick, our buddy Patrick Ryan Bray was registered through FINRA, but because he uh, failed to pay over a hundred thousand dollars in arbitration that was um that was that he was found to be at fault or found to have to pay he is now uh suspended so this is a person who has a history of not paying their bills of not mm-hmm. paying the things that they owe who is offering who is offering this 15 dollar an hour job um some folks from the creative loafing newsroom in uh in in tampa went out and actually were able to talk to the homeless guy who being assailed with cameras in his face didn't you know was was like a lot of people living on the streets um aggressive and pushed back but when they talked to him they were able to find out um that he, he like you know cursed out the reporter which is great that he told her to fuck off fuck you you dumb bitch and uh <laughs> i love it it's great he, he's a hero but later on, yeah. what came out is that, um, you know, the homeless guy refutes the story. He says that this guy did not offer him a job. This guy, and that also he he never aggressively approached the guy's car. So uh, that's something that you won't find in, that's that's a, a little, you know, refutation that you won't find in Melanie M- Michael's article. The fact that the homeless guy says, no, that didn't fucking go down the way that, it, that he said that it did. So along with being... Sure. Um, suspended from you know for for not paying bills uh from the from finra and not being allowed to uh register as a broker because of that along with that patrick ryan bray i was able to find because again going back to my fun new segment that's going to be recurring which is backgrounding (laughs) these pieces of shit and figuring out who the fuck they are patrick ryan bray also has a long history of being an unsafe driver moving violations driving without insurance driving without with a suspended license so i just want to make sure that we have it clear that the correct course of action if you're a homeless person who's not breaking the law by the way what this guy was doing panhandling it's illegal he's allowed it's legal it is legal he's allowed to do that there okay rather he's compelled socially by our own social laws to get into a fucking car with a stranger when he's already a member of a very vulnerable population people who are preyed upon very regularly and people who know living on the street anybody who's ever spent any time on the streets will tell you like you don't just get in some fucking guy's car because he says he's gonna get that's how you end up being iced tea in the movie where they hunt people like (laughs) that's how you earn your that's how you end up being in the backyard of fucking uh ashley schaefer bmw's house you know being being shot at with a cannon um <laughs> so first of all <laughs> the, I, I just my skin crawls reading this fucking story and the judgment and the the wrongheadedness of it like we should be shaming homeless people because they don't want to get into fucking cars with random assholes who like hey guess what turned out that the guy was a, a a piece of shit who doesn't pay his bills turns out he was an unsafe fucking driver and no mm. in the world of melanie Mich- michael my, i keep wanting to call her michelle melanie michael and the uh the newsroom that that greenlit this piece and all the dozens of other shitbag tv news station news uh newsrooms that 
um, aggregated it and repeated it, in their world, the correct thing to do would be for this homeless guy to take his fucking life in his hands for the promise of $15 an hour. Um, right. You know, yeah. which, by the way, not being offered in any kind of real way, being offered in a very fucking clearly disingenuous bad faith way. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, I know we've had conversations about this shit before where we're like, yeah, it sucks. Like, you don't want anything to do with homeless people. And I know that that's kind of a, it's fucking terrible to say that, but. No, I, I think all those little reasons that you just like lined up as to why he that homeless guy should never have even considered the guy's uh, you know proposition. I mean, it makes so much sense. I mean, it would be crazy to get in that car. I mean, on every level, it's it's yeah. I mean, it, I definitely did not see the story exactly the way uh, you know you intended when I first looked at it, but it makes a lot of sense. Everything you're saying. It's the id, man. It's the fucked up part of your brain, and it's it's like not just you. Even though, yeah, you are you have a really shit. Yeah, brain. I'm I'm awful. You, I'm your brain doesn't work right. And you're broken. A piece of shit. You're a broken man. You're a weak small man, uh, governed by his fears and prejudices. But still, I also kind of have to poop. But <laughs> that could wait a little bit. Um, this is just it's 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 catnip. For the shittiest conservatives, the ones who care mm. the most about this kind of stuff. And even like, yeah. you know, honestly, some liberals too. Some liberals sure. like yeah. who, who who for sure like the 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 sort of uh meritocracy liberals, the ones who who I I used to have conversations with some of our friends in college, people who fit this description. We would talk about being homeless. And or about being just like, you know, down on your luck and like, well, okay, what's your strategy? What are you going to do tomorrow? You don't have a penny, right? You don't have anything. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. First thing I do, I go to, you know, uh, I, I go to like a temporary labor office. I get enough money to, uh, from working to, you know, I, I register at a homeless shelter. I, um, you know, work every moment of every day, saving up enough money for a down payment on an apartment. Then I get, you know, like you go through that exercise and you talk about it. Sure. But it's funny because that's the kind of shit that you talk about in college when you're fucking pie eyed and just a moron that doesn't understand the way the fucking world works yet. And mm -hmm. to think that, like, if you look at this guy and how rough around the edges and how much of the street he's wearing on his on, on his person, like this guy's not somebody who this, this is a subsistence person. This guy is trying to exist from one day to the next. And mm -hmm. the, the he's not trying to find a fucking career. Like, maybe, yeah, it would be great in our minds, right? If from, from our positions of privilege, what we think is he should be out there looking for a job and filling out applications mm -hmm. at Cinnabon. And, like, figure, mm -hmm. yeah, if, this, if they let this guy behind the counter of Cinnabon with no medical treatment or, or, or care, he yeah. would lose his fucking mind after 30 minutes because he's... <laughs> Probably like again, most of the people that are in his situation struggling with profound mental illness, uh, other you know, or or a chemical dependent chemical dependency of some kind, and yeah, like I'm not, again not to say that all all homeless people or vagrants are are or indigent people are struggling with that, but like it's at the root cause of a lot of it, and sure. um, look. It's just a bullshit narrative, and our sh the shittiest parts of our brain want to believe it, because what it does is it gives us this permission structure. 
It lets us shut off empathy. It lets us look at them and be like, fuck them. They could just, you know, if I was in that situation, I would figure it out. They could figure it out. All they have to do is go out there and fill out some job applications. And uh, it's completely missing the point. And I don't know. It, this was a story that fucking grossed me out. This woman, Melanie Michael, should be fucking fired, dude. I mean, com- complete trash. Complete fucking trash. Yeah, it's a it's a gross story, and it's it's she immediately took the side of that guy, right? Like with no question whatsoever as to that that he could ever possibly be lying in the situation or be in any form of wrong. Like he's immediately the hero of the situation, right? And yeah, the the, the business owner. By the way, dog whistle language. Like honestly, I got to mm-hmm. tell you, man. Usually, I, I you can replace the word "quote business owner" in a sh- in shitty local news stories like this, uh, and basically what it means is like conservative upper middle class white guy. Like that's it. it yeah. Almost always, that's what it means. Conservative yeah. upper middle class yeah. white guy. This asshole yeah. who's stuck working for his parents, <laughs> fucking fail son who can't even keep a fucking brokerage license. Okay, Jeffrey Epstein has a brokerage license still. Like <laughs> he's a businessman. <laughs> can't even keep a fucking brokerage license. Um, what's next, Dave? What is next? Because uh, we, we just we jumped over a couple things. Yeah, well, you, you know, gonna... kind of play with me I here. Mean, this is jazz. Yeah. All right. This is jazz, huh? What is next? Oh, I, I liked your alligator story. Oh, you want to read about that? Why don't that? you read? Why don't you read yeah. that? Read us into that one. This is right down here. I'll fill air for you while um, while you're while you're pulling it up. This is right down here in Miami. Uh, we talked about at the at the live show. Actually, we talked about. Um, I'm sure you didn't listen to the live show, so I'll just read. You, Dave, didn't listen to the the live show that you didn't also attend. Here we go. Um, I just got it up. So, right nearby, we've got um, like I think only about 15 miles away or so. We've got Turkey Point, which is one of the worst maintained nuclear plants in the country it's like it's basically like the the the, the nuclear power plant that like that homer works at it's like got a crack yeah. down the middle <laughs> it's like it's falling apart so anyway tell us tell us about the crocodiles yeah it uh, looks like here at that turkey point um the american crocodiles once headed towards extinction are thriving in the canals uh underneath the the nuclear plant which is hilarious. It just sounds like something straight out of, you know, some creature feature movie. Um, we entice crocodiles to come into the habitats FPL created. We, we clear greenery on the beams so that the crocodiles can nest. Because of rising sea levels, wasting nests along the coasts, Turkey Point is important for crocodiles to continue. The canals are one of three major U.S. habitats for crocodiles, where 25% of the 2,000 American crocodiles live uh, so it's it sounds like they're 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 just creating a perfect atmosphere for them. It just happens to be under this. Uh, yeah, that's what's funny is that there's like a tinge <laughs> of like plant. conservation uh, effort yeah. happening here, but <laughs> they're they, like okay. The thing that's always going on in this canal, it's uh, in this in the canals that surround this um this power plant is they're real. First of all, they're very difficult to get to. Like these are mm-hmm. hard places. to to go like you can't it's not really solid land it's not really ocean either it's very swampy it's very mm. much kind of like the everglades it's it's not in the everglades it's on the opposite side it's on the it's right along the east coast about like i said yeah. 15 miles south of me and um 
south of like the city of Miami. And you can't really get there, but there are always these rumors or, uh, you know, this conjecture that there is like this toxic waste leaking in to the water mm-hmm. there, that there's like nuclear, um, <laughs> that there's like nuclear waste basically yes. uh, leaking into there. And it's just, I mean, come on. You know what's funny is is the the I don't remember what cartoon did this, but there was a really funny thing where it's like radioactivity meets a creature, and you think it's going to become a super creature, but it just dies. Like it just kills it. It just kills it because it's radioactivity. It's, it's nuclear waste. It's not going to turn it into a fucking super crocodile. It's just going to turn That's it great. into a dead crocodile. You, you know, speaking of this story, uh, the the movie Crawl is in theaters right now, yeah, produced by Sam Raimi. Isn't this, and, uh, the, I, isn't this the plot to Crawl? Well, there, there's no uh, there's no nuclear waste. It's just they're stuck during a uh, hurricane, and there just happens to be alligators that crawl into their house, and uh, and they're stuck in the house because of the storm. Um, and and it's actually really great. It's not like a B movie type thing that you would expect. It is, you know, there's still alligators killing people, so it's kind of B movie. But it's actually just a really good suspense movie. Uh, we covered it on piecing it together. Uh, but it, the whole time I was watching it, I was thinking of you because I mean they're basically you know at your house. I mean pretty yeah. much. Yeah. I think they call it the corals. Um, yeah, is the name of the neighborhood. Like light, yeah, that's like a light <laughs> yeah. jab at Coral Gables. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, God damn, if this ever happened, Q would be beating the shit out of those alligators. <laughs> I love the faith that you have in me. I've achieved this legendary status in your mind where I can I there's no physical obstacle that I can overcome. I it's true. can't get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> I can barely move. At the end you know of, what you need is some nuclear waste. Yeah, it'll, nuclear waste it'll, and I'll go back to you up. Yeah, I'll, I'll reverse to revert to being, you know, 18 years old. Um I don't remember why I wanted to talk about the immigration story. Seems like we're always talking about immigration stories. I mean, it's a Miami Herald story, so I'm sure there was a reason that I. Um... Oh yeah, it's a Monique Madan. Uh, Monique... Yeah, it's a Monique Madan story from the Miami Herald. The U.S. consulate quote abusing their discretion end quote to stop legal immigration lawyers say so. For one South Florida man, half a million dollars couldn't cut it. In order for the U.S. citizen to bring his parents from overseas on immigrant visas, the Department of State wanted proof that he had at least four times that required amount in this case uh, in his case federal law says the man only needed to show two hundred and twenty thousand dollars in assets but the u.s demanded proof of one million i feel like i'm in an austin powers movie the man's attorney tammy fox isakoff said uh told the miami herald the embassy wants proof of one million dollars in assets to immigrate to the u.s totally disregarding the law tell me this administration isn't even isn't trying to stop even legal immigrants which is true. Um, this, it, the, the, the Trump administration, and specifically his advisor on these matters, Stephen Miller, has a plan that they have been, you know, somewhat, they haven't really hit it very much, but it is first to completely reverse illegal immigration and get rid of all the undocumented people and then focus on, again, we talked about this in the past, people who don't fit their archetype of American. Even if you are a U.S. citizen, if you maybe are recently naturalized, they're going to review whether or not you actually deserve to be naturalized. Um, If you are here legally, fucking forget about it. 
uh, unless you're a rich person. I don't know. Did you know about this? Did you ever know about all these different programs? I, I've known about this for a while because I used to work with people who worked in franchising. And it's one of the ways that people become citizens. Is like If you, let's say you're an Indonesian guy and you want to move to the United States and you're wealthy. Like you have maybe like one and a half million dollars American, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, did you know that you can like buy a couple of Burger Kings or buy a couple of McDonald's? And that counts as this sort of investment visa where you're allowed to come live in the United States. I didn't know that. Uh, it it kind of makes sense, although it does seem like it could be abused somehow. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and it goes the other way, too. Like, you can go to Spain, for instance, and all you have to do is invest about a million dollars into, like, if you have a million bucks liquid that you can invest mm-hmm. in, you don't have to just, you don't, it's not like you're asking they're they're not asking you to pay them a million dollars what they're asking for you to do is invest a million dollars now that could be in your own business you could open like wax tracks barcelona or something like that but like and and they'd be fine with that that. but you would have to do that you can't just show up there with like suitcases of money or like you know uh gold bars or just like you know a a numbered bank account in switzerland you have to invest the money in the country and we do that too Mm -hmm. um but what's happening here is this shit is happening around the edges. Like I told you the story a few weeks ago, or maybe it was a couple months ago, where if you are a legal naturalized citizen mm-hmm. here in the U.S. and you marry, uh, let me not fuck up the de- the details on this because I think it's if you marry even a natural born citizen or anybody, it doesn't matter who you marry. If you marry that person. Um, uh, you know, legally in like Vermont or California or one of the places that allows it, which is increasingly more and more of the country. If you marry that uh, a person um, of the same sex, right, and you adopt a child, that child's citizenship can be retroactively revoked. Now, that's it. That's something that the Trump administration is actually doing. So think about that. You're a kid. You're three years old. You're you're still a baby. You were born yeah. in Lansing, Michigan. I don't know. You were born in fucking uh, in Sioux City, Iowa. Given up for adoption. You're adopted by a same-sex couple. Two American citizens just like you. One of them was born overseas and is now a naturalized citizen. The other one is maybe a, a, also a naturalized citizen or a citizen. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Because your parents are same sex, the federal government is at the end of the day, because there's a lot of machinations and loopholes and um, a, a lot of uh, a, a lot of like uh, smoke and mirrors and red tape that they used to do this. But at the end of the day, you lose your American citizenship. And hmm. I, I bring up that very extreme example, which so far I don't think has been a very widespread thing because first of all, there aren't that many people in that situation. But um, I bring that up to, to make the point that like, yeah, man, they're going to be working around the edges and saying like, okay, uh, <laughs> it's like uh, everybody who is wearing a red shirt and blue pants and a white hat step forward. Okay. You guys are out now. Everybody who's wearing all who's, who's, got that except instead you're wearing a green hat okay you're out of here it's all gonna be like around the margins and around the edges until mm-hmm. until it's not until there's a 
one big cut of like where yeah. I think the first one will be, like I've said before, there's going to be a conversation about like why do Puerto Ricans get to be citizens? There's going to be a conversation about that, about like are, are, why are we giving them citizenship? It's a conversation that'll come up, and every every liberal will like will will cluck their tongue and tut their finger and like and be outraged, and and will will have like clap emoji tweets for for days right but Mm -hmm. like you know how's that working out how's that defense working out in every other issue but right now back to this herald article again one of those little cuts is like it used to be that you could just show up to the u.s if you had two hundred thousand dollars i suppose two hundred and twenty thousand dollars worth of money worth of uh, investment assets you know enough to invest like hey you're welcome here's a visa here's a path to citizenship we welcome you have you have the single most qualifying important thing that there is to be an american money you have that so congratulations mm-hmm. now you need about five times that much according to this article and uh yeah those those it's kind of a moving target i was doing some research on this and it's kind of hard to pin down exactly how much you need to have to come in and how much you have to invest and how much you have to show proof of and whatnot but mm-hmm. uh it's a moving target but it's only moving in one direction and that's up so it's getting more mm. expensive to get one of these visas and one of these sort of investment um investment you know temporary citizenship uh situations um now i remember why i wanted to bring this up i i don't know i i got nothing on this particular topic i'm just gonna come straight out and say that but uh you know i do want to say something though Go for it. <laughs> the, look at your computer. Look at what your settings are, and and just make a note of it because look how good we've been for the last like. You know why? Minutes. It's the um, it's the 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 other network. Yeah, I gotta just you, try make sure you for, connect to that network. I gotta teach every my time. computer to forget this other network. Yeah, because yeah. make sure you know which one it is and five, always connect to that it's one. The, the, they both have the same name, like Aris eighty eight forty four or whatever. And then, um, mm-hmm. and then, but one of them has five G at the end, right? Right. So yeah. I, and that's the thing. One one has better range. One has better speed. So I always forget which one is which. But yeah, whichever one you're on, that's the one to be on. I actually have four for my fucking router, <laughs> four different uh, networks to connect to. But uh, but yeah, this has been perfect. We we could do this every week now. If it, <laughs> I mean, we've literally been doing. Like this. We've literally been recording every week, haven't we? I mean, kinda, almost, almost every week. We haven't missed a week in like a month and a half, or two. Yeah, months. that's probably true. A month and a half sounds about right. It's hard to do this yeah. when your co-host doesn't want to be doing it. I never said I didn't it's want to really be doing hard. this. I say all the time I want to do this. Hey, you sent me a picture in the middle of this, and does that look like the face of somebody who doesn't want to do this? <laughs> that's pure joy right there. <laughs> 